Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am L.J. LaFura. Brandon and Karen will not be with me this evening, so we will do a brief rundown of some of the major topics and talking points around the league today. Save some of the bigger ticket items for tomorrow when Brandon and I will be back together again and can talk about stuff like the financial system updates that have been leaked from the league's proposal for the new collective bargaining agreement, Jacob deGrom's injury status right now, maybe even a little talk about Yerman Mercedes and his latest social media hijinks. So uh, stay tuned for that tomorrow, but I'm going to just hop right into some of the bigger and more pressing stories of the day that had to do with today's games. The first of which is going to come from one of the day games, the Padres and the Colorado Rockies, as the Colorado Rockies take yet another game from the San Diego Padres, a 67-56 and San Diego team, a San Diego team that was by many picked to win the NL West this year, and they are now in a very – very rough position. They are currently now only a game and a half up in the wild card on a red hot Cincinnati Reds team. No pun intended there. The hunt for Reds October is certainly on for the big red contraption. Yes, I have gotten like half of our inside jokes in, in about 30 seconds, but 
that's okay because overall, I mean, this is just this is the last place that I think San Diego wanted to be this year to have a off season like they did with all this momentum, becoming already coming off of a playoff run, and be thought of as a World Series contender. And then to underwhelm to the point that they have this year. I mean, this pitching staff just flat out has not been good. It hasn't been as advertised. You've gotten maybe two, maybe three of the guys that you were relying on to be these great pitchers. Maybe two or three of them have hit this year. Um, certainly, you Darvish, of course, has been, it hasn't been the issue, but particularly Blake Snell was supposed to be this great number two, this double ace thing they had going after how well he was able to pitch last season in Tampa with his first full year coming off of his own injuries between now and his Cy Young. So a lot of people thought this was going to be a one-two situation with them. It's not the case. And this team just doesn't look ready. And even their regular season uh, trade deadline moves were not up to snuff. Adam Frazier is, I believe, slugging 300 since he came over to the San Diego Padres. I can pull that up right now, actually. I know for a fact it was not good. The splits between Pittsburgh and San Diego, it was night and day. So in Pittsburgh this year, he slashed 324, 388, and 448 with 125 hits over 428 plate appearances. He's now in plate appearance 79 for the San Diego Padres, and he's slashing 253, 282, 307 for a 589 OPS. That is a jarring drop of almost two and a half, maybe three, nearly three points. So yeah, two and a half points or no, not two and a half points, but 250 points between his OPS in Pittsburgh this year and his OPS in San Diego. And it doesn't really feel like he's going to catch fire anytime soon. It doesn't feel like he's going to necessarily turn those numbers around. So that may end up going down as an abysmal failure of a deal at the deadline for them to go out and get Adam Frazier to be this next big piece to help them push into the division conversation while they also by bringing him in are ignoring a lot of other infielders they have on the team granted when they brought them in I don't even think that the Padres seriously thought about Fernando Tatis moving to the outfield but that has at least really we're not relieved alleviated some of that pressure some of that tension of where we're going to play each of these great infielders like Cronenworth, Tatis, Ha Seung Kim, 120% deserves time. You know, this is a guy who was absolutely fantastic in the KBO last, last year and has shown flashes so far this year of being able to eventually develop into a really good major league hitter. You add that into the fact that he's kind of become a cult favorite within the San Diego Padres community I have gathered. So you certainly want to be able to give him some time as well. It just, it never, that deal never really made sense. Back on the Padres though, 
we're of course we're of course looking at this team 12 games out of the San Francisco Giants at this point in the season one and a half games into the final wild card where they'd have to go face the Dodgers if they're not able to pick up games against a team like the Colorado Rockies who are currently 55 and 66 and certainly well below 500 in terms of expected win loss with their runs scored and runs allowed has not been up to snuff. They really haven't been up to snuff on any level other than just to the mediocre uh, 45% win percentage that they've played to. You can't be dropping games like that. As we've said the past couple of days, you cannot drop a game like this. If you're San Diego and you want to be taken seriously, even for the playoffs, let alone as a world series contender, which everybody was wanting to dawn them, including myself. I, I should, I should admit I am not immune to that criticism, but it's just a fact now that we have to stop looking at this team this way because they can't execute. They haven't executed and there's no reason to think that all of a sudden they're going to just win every single game in September and keep that hot streak into October where they just take care of business about all the, of all these teams that they should be beating. I just don't see that happening. Next up, we're going to move over still in the National League to the east side, though, as Freddie Freeman made a little history today. He hits for the cycle in a game against the Miami Marlins. Actually, it was a cycle in six innings of their 11-4 to win. He becomes the first Brave to hit for the cycle twice in his career. He also becomes the third player this season to hit for the cycle. And, you know, that, of course, is as hard as a no-hitter, certainly. So... I'm not sure what the numbers are, but I don't certainly don't remember them being talked about that much. I would have to think that that's pretty close to high or at least at the mid mid water mark for how many cycles we're going to have in the year because you just don't hear about them that often. It's incredibly hard to get get all of those things. It's incredibly hard to hit a triple under any circumstances. And then you add in the fact that you have to get a home run, which is almost as hard as a triple, a double in a single, and at least one of those, you basically are trying to get on command. Like, you step up there, you've got the triple, you've got the home run, you have the single, and it's the ninth inning, and you know if I get to second base on this, I'm going to have the cycle. All of a sudden, that's got to be in your head. So certainly the last one you need, you're going to know you need it, and you're going to desperately push for it, press for it as you play, and that only makes it even more challenging for ourselves. That's what makes it so impressive that Freddie Freeman's done it twice. It overall shows exactly what we see every single time that man plays the game. He's tough. He is a, He has a veteran presence regardless of his age, and he's always felt like he's had that veteran presence from the moment he stepped up because he has those cool, calm leadership qualities that make him such an asset to this Braves team. That's why I just cannot fathom them letting him go. Of course, they do send out, I believe it was two high potential first round or not first round first baseman 
during their trade deadline trades. Neither of them were highly ranked prospects, but certainly had a chance within a year or two to be the starter on the major league level if they took another step and Freddie Freeman wasn't in the picture. So that, of course, will always help us know or at least have a good sign that the Braves are fully committed to getting him back, even if he hasn't signed on the dotted line yet. So hopefully, fingers crossed, he ends up staying in Atlanta for his entire career, finishes it all out there, and we get to see some more great moments from him as we go on. Meanwhile, this seems like a pretty good opportunity to talk about our newest venture, and that is on Unhinged Radio, powered by Belly Up Sports. Of course, we are a part of the Belly Up Sports podcast network, and as part of that now comes the partnership to be able to stream the exclusive Best of MLB Daily podcast on Unhinged Radio online. You can go ahead to Unhinged Sports Radio. You can find it by even just Googling that. Go through our Twitter. We'll have the link a million times. Or on the Belly of Sports site, if I'm correct, on the site they have recently added a a um, plug-in to the top of the screen so that you can always access Unhinged Radio and it certainly makes it flexible. Every single Monday from 5 to 6, a new show will be on and it will catch you up on all of the highlights, all of our best clips from that past week in MLB Daily. So definitely go check it out if you've missed some time or even if you just want to relive the hits. Last week we did everything from Corbin Burns to dinger to the barstool sports mlb project that they were in the works on we talked a lot of ground through that as well as added in our players of the week from sunday to wrap up that show so definitely go check that out if you haven't gotten a chance um let's move into the final piece here and that is some more showtime statistics look i continue to get absolutely blown away by this guy flustered all get out by the way he plays the game. Shohei Otani has now become the first player this season to reach 40 home runs on the season. And in this game that he hit 40 home runs, he went into the eighth inning if I read that correctly. So this is, this is one of the most dominant, if not the most dominant season of that in terms of value that we're probably going to see from guys in the near future in any sport. I mean, this is a guy who is putting in very comparable work, if not a, yeah, actually, all right, let's, let's call, let's call it for what it is. Call a spade a spade, a top five American league pitching performance this year, certainly top five American league pitching value. And then adding that on to a hall of fame, not hall of fame, uh, MVP candidate offensive season on, on top of that. You can't add more to the equation for your team than they are than Shohei Otani is doing for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim right now. It's absolutely – I don't know how, to, how much more to express it other than I'm flabbergasted every single time more and more stats come out regarding this man. He – he is brilliant. 
He's great for baseball. He's, he's the type of guy that is going to have that impact that people are going to want to see. So I'm looking at it right now. He already is over four war on the season from the batting side. So he's got another month and a half. Certainly came into the beginning of this month, very, very cold after the all-star break. So you can assume that even if he were to just stay even keel, he's going to get a good enough boost in that number through September. As for pitching, this has really been the pitching half of the year where he's gone out and he's dominated opponents in this back half. I believe I'll check the splits in a second, but he's got either way a 3.4 war on the pitching side. So this is a 7.5 war player between the two sides. And keep in mind, that's not even a full accurate representation of his production, in my opinion, because war stat typically will do a deduction for guys who are designated hitters because they don't play the field. They don't add value in that way. The way I look at it, I understand how that's important to some extent, but that doesn't really necessarily show how much value he has to the team, especially if it's just an average person you're putting in there. That doesn't, I think, speak as much volume as the stat sometimes calculates it to. So would it shock me if you found other offensive measuring stats similar to this that ended up making it look like he had somewhere in the mid eights for his war this year. No, that wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me at all. Um, Overall, I think that is a very reasonable spot, but let's look at his 2021 pitching splits. First half, second half. Yes. So he is currently got a, yep. All right. So over four starts in the second half of the season, he has pitched. I'm I'm reading this all wrong. Either way, his slash line in the first half of the year: 195, 310, 318 for a 627 OPS against him. That gets jumped down here, and the bigger big part of it is the control he's been able to do. He's slashing 169, 213, and 281 in this back half of the year for a 494 plus OPS. Now, it's pretty clear where those numbers are coming from. Not only has he gotten a much better situation here in the batting average department, that gets a good enough decrease. But the big one, big ticket item here, the on-base percentage is down almost 100 points. So to be able to find the control to increase your strikeouts per walk in this first half, second half right now by almost triple is very impressive. He's caught fire on that side. And it's really what was able to drive him to keep in the MV, the keep as the clear MVP runner throughout the offensive struggles he may have had in the start of the second half. Now, why does that matter? I mean, a lot of guys certainly will use the stats and really just look at the stats, but a lot of MVP types of awards, really any award where you're judging that type of stuff, 
a lot of it comes down to momentum going into the awards. If you start to lose your MVP buzz around this point in the year, that can very much be detrimental, even if you have a really good last month, because you don't have that momentum, that energy driving forward for when they start voting at the end of September. So his ability to shine on one side or the other right now, not only does it actually save his chances of winning the MVP, but it also shows just, it gives him a extra benefit that a lot of other players don't have. Because if you're a third baseman who is trying to win this, or a first baseman, let's go with Vladdy. Let's go with Vladdy. If Vladdy had gone cold to start the back half of the year, he doesn't have the same opportunity on the pitching, pitcher's mound that Shohei Otani does in order to be able to offset that and overall keep that hype. If he goes cold and people stop talking about him on offense, that's it. That's all he has to really drive himself on. The other piece that I do want to talk about tonight is unfortunately the sad stories overall, or at least disappointing stories regarding Jack Morris, the color commentator for the Detroit Tigers. Of course, he did play for them in his career as well. He has been put on either a ministry of leave suspension, either one, they're really the same thing, by Bally Sports Detroit after rather insensitive comments directed towards Shohei Otani in a game the other night. For those of you who did miss it, of course, I'm not going to repeat it verbatim in the same way he did it, but Shohei Otani steps up to bat in the ninth inning, and he, of course, tries to get a little create, get, get creative, start, gets a little playful, and goes a little too far in terms of making a joke. Now, all he said was what happens when what do you do when Shohei Otani comes up to the plate in the ninth inning? You be very, very careful. The issue was the accent in which he used to say, be very, very careful, was not the ideal situation for anyone to be saying in a broadcast. I think, however, this is the ideal example for us to talk about how much are we going to let cancel culture hurt baseball because I'm not I'm not saying that what Jack Morris said was right I'm not saying it's okay because it really isn't it's not something that really need it's not necessary to life it's not really good beneficial beneficial to anyone's life to me be saying making comments like that however is it entirely fair with the context of that comment for him to get too much scrutiny past a small suspension. If he loses his job, I would have a real problem with it. Here's why. We don't give these commentators, these color commentators, these play-by-play announcers, we don't give broadcast teams enough credit for just how hard it is to do that job. I found myself stumbling on here about 15 times tonight. And there have been plenty of times that I've stopped myself, stumbled, or just had to commit to something that I probably shouldn't have said on this show. It's something very natural about any sports radio and particularly broadcast like baseball, where rather than an hour or two hours, it's three straight hours of you having to talk. 
you don't have a lot of time to think. You can prepare all you want. You can have all sorts of notes prepared and things to segue into. But at the end of the day, the majority of the stuff you're saying, the stuff you're talking about, the stories you create, the picture you paint of this game is going to be coming out of your head right there. And so with that, it's not easy to always think twice, think three times about everything you say. I mean, from what I could tell, I did listen to the video. It was pretty clear to tell that he meant no malicious intent towards Shohei Otani. He wasn't intending to make fun of him. He wasn't intending to put him down. This is very different than the Stephen A conversation where, of course, he starts talking about how he could never be the face of the league because he needs a translator, which is both incorrect, but it's also disrespectful to him, insulting to him to say because because of his upbringing, because of his background, being not from this country, he can't be the face of the league that he's working so hard to be. There's a difference between that and this comment, which was pretty clearly not malicious. You have to consider the majority of these guys in these broadcast booths, half of them are ancient and grew up in a very different time. Now, they may have grown, developed, matured over the years with their, their audience, with all of us, and understanding what we want to be culturally acceptable and unacceptable. So as much as he has learned all of these things and grown as a person, sometimes those things will slip out without thinking. You can say a lot of really stupid stuff when you're having to talk for as long as they, they have. So while that doesn't make it right, I think we need to understand that in the context of deciding the punishment, because this is not nearly as a, much of a crime as a lot of other things that are said, done towards any community, things that have been said in baseball, there's plenty worse than this type of thing. So definitely don't give broadcasters a free ride. That's not what I'm saying you should do. But keep that in mind. Keep in mind, A, the intent, what looks like the intent, but also the fact that they have to think and come up with all of this content for you, mostly on the spot. And you are going to have gaffes every now and then, things that revert back to childhood, things that revert back to a different perspective on the world that might have been something from very long ago, something you don't even believe right now. I, I have my doubts that Jack Morris would genuinely have said that had he known he, had he known he was doing it, had he thought it through. It, there would have been no comment made like that or accent done like that if, he, if it was prevented. He, I just I really don't believe it would happen. But that will end things tonight for MLB Daily. Of course, a little sh shorter show today. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at MLB Daily Pod. Go check out the other shows on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. And until next time, we will see you manana. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. 
products that don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more.